epicness lord of the rings i couldn't even wait for the cold open to start it's here i'm so excited this podcast has a beautiful accidental structure where every 10th episode we do some sort of special Uh uh-huh it stopped being accidental with this episode yes which is the lord of the rings special hey let's just get right into it let's just jump on in shall we my name is heidi and i have a lord of the rings tattoo my name's Rory, and I got my AP scores back. Finally. Oh, she passed. We're pretty obsessed with books and movies and music, and every episode, we talk about ones that we enjoy. Be warned, there are spoilers, spoilers ahead. So here's the fantastic thing about this particular episode, my friends. We are only discussing The Lord of the Rings and very closely related things, like things inspired by The Lord of the Rings, both Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. and J.R.R. Tolkien's The Lord of the Rings, yes. because Jackson did a beautiful interpretation and translation of uh-huh. Tolkien's work to film, and I am just so happy. It's beautiful. The world is a better place Stunning. because both of them exist. <laughs> Stunning. So good. New Zealand really, wow. You guys do good work. (laughs) We did some good work just existing in that area. I don't know if we should separate the two or if we should just talk The Lord of the Rings for around 45 minutes. But that is a very easy thing for me to do. It is so freaking good. You just keep going. Yeah. You start. And then you keep going until you have to end. Yes, which you're, in in this w- case until you're cut off. Yeah, in this case that's that's <laughs> cut me off like a hobbit, <laughs> right at the knees. <laughs> oh boy, we have begun. Okay, I want to read to you one of the greatest quotes I, about friendship I've ever read, uh-huh. and every time I read it, I get teary. So I hope you're excited. Yes. Okay. So here's the setup. Frodo is trying to escape the Shire, but he has to do it like on the down low so that nobody knows he's gone. Mm -hmm. And he finds out that Merry and Pippin are like going to come with him. Mm -hmm. And he feels all betrayed. And he says, but it does not seem that I can trust anyone, said Frodo. Sam looked at him unhappily because Sam has betrayed him to Merry and Pippin. Mm -hmm. It all depends on what you want, put in Merry. You can trust us to stick to you through thick and thin to the bitter end, and you can trust us to keep any secret of yours closer than you keep it yourself. But you cannot trust us to let you face trouble alone and go off without a word. We're your friends, Frodo. Anyway, there it is. (laughs) I love him. Anyway, there it is. (laughs) We are horribly afraid, but we are coming with you or following you like hounds. Uh, I love hobbits, and I love that Tolkien's whole thing was like, I'm going to write about good, ordinary people. Yeah. It's like reverse Sherlocking. Yeah. Like, the quote in Sherlock that's like, he's a great, great man, man, and someday, someday he might just be a good one. It's like, hobbits are the opposite. Like, they're all good. Yeah. They're all good people. Yeah. And someday, one of them the might do something <laughs> great. <laughs> might do something. <laughs> <laughs> Well, every time a hobbit leaves the Shire, (laughs) something (laughs) happens. Something big. (laughs) Something goes down. Yeah. Hobbits go big and then immediately go back (laughs) home. (laughs) Go big, then go back home. (laughs) (laughs) If you're a hobbit and you're not disappointing your relatives, are you really living? (laughs) Uh, No. No. I mean, there and just so many things are so sweet. So if you have not read The Lord of the Rings, Mm -hmm. but have watched the movies, I want to give a little bit of a taste of just what makes them different. The movies tend to be shot um, with a little bit less of a personal narration style. Mm -hmm. Like there's a way to do camera work so that it's clear whose perspective we are following. The films tend to have a more shifting perspective, which is fine. But it, mm-hmm. it, it shifts a lot, and, and it makes it feel a little less personal. The novels, the Lord of the Rings uh, books, tend mm-hmm. to be very much the perspective of whatever hobbit is in the room. Right. Um, so even though it's in the third... of the hobbits. Yeah, the hobbits. <laughs> which means that this story about, like, this sweeping story about, like, good and evil and destiny and kingship and true love and everything that's, like, ooh, big epic is being told by the people who are very afraid, but coming anyway. We just want to go home, have a drink, have a little smoke, have some cake, and oh. somehow we are here. 
And instead, I am here. Yeah. <laughs> in front of you doing this. What I would like to be doing is gardening. What I am doing is carrying my boss up the side of a volcano. <laughs> am I happy about it? Not really. Am I going to do it? Of course. Is there anywhere else I would rather be? Well, not if my boss is on the side of a volcano. <laughs> uh, so what's your plan for the week? I don't know. We're going to run away from the Shire. <laughs> yeah. So the Lord of the Rings books are very, very sweet. And uh, mm-hmm. Tolkien really has a great sense of goodness. Yeah. He like, loves world building. Oh, my gosh. We I are, mean, <laughs> we are so lucky he had friends that talked yeah. him into telling a story, any story Sorry. in this world that he built. A story. Not just this world exists and this is everything about this world. It's like if somebody like tried to explain all of Earth. Yeah. <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All of it. Everything. Everything that ever happened ever. Like every tree, every shrub. Speaking of trees, I do want to tell you a wonderful thing that exists related to trees. It's called Leaf by Niggle, and it's also by J.R.R. Tolkien, Tolkien, and it's about a painter named Niggle who wants to paint a tree, but all he really wants to do deep down is spend time on each leaf. And it was Tolkien's way of trying to work out the fact that he knew he couldn't write books very well and Uh just wanted to paint leaves. Leaves. He's like, I just want to make worlds. I don't care about the people. I mean, he cares. Well, he cares about uh. people a little bit, but he really cares about telling the story of true good people kicking true bad people right to the curb. In his world. Yeah, in in (laughs) In his his world with his fake made-up languages that are (laughs) insanely complicated. Uh. I mean... Hmm. A lot of sci-fi and fantasy has suffered because of, of the feeling that they need to match Tolkien's level of world building. You do not. <laughs> Don't try. Don't. Okay. The thing is, if you want to world build and then like feel obligated to tell a story because you just built this whole world, uh-huh. then go Tolkien crazy. Yeah. Just but if, do it. But if you don't really care that much about world building and feel obligated, make like a Lewis and do a Narnia world yeah. where you're like, yeah, whatever. Cr- yeah. Santa's here. Build stuff. <laughs> Build stuff as you come upon it. Yeah, like, like oh, I guess we need this. Well, just make it here. Yeah, just make it here. Um, yeah. But it also meant that Peter Jackson had a lot to work with. Yeah. And and also, in some ways, not a lot to work with, like, for specific things. Yeah. And that means that there was a lot. I love how much artistic liberty there was yeah. within, like, a very clear structure, if yeah. that makes sense. Like, the difference between a what a architect does and an interior designer. Yeah feels like the difference between like what Jackson had to work yeah. with was he got to do all the interior design because yeah. the architecture was already there. If you are unclear on the plot of The Lord of the Rings, because I know at least one okay. of our diehard listeners doesn't know the plot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just, oh my God. The plot of The Lord of the Rings is that a long, long time ago in a galaxy, just kidding. Um, just kidding. <laughs> There were three rings forged by the elves. There were seven given to the dwarf lords in their halls of stone, nine for mortal men doomed to die, and one for the dark lord on his dark throne. See, here's the secret. The elves knew how to make their own rings. Men did not because men are stupid. I really do love Tolkien for this. <laughs> and so stupid. the dark lord tricked them into taking rings that he made and there is a, a ring that would give him the power, the power in like a spiritual sense, but also in a really practical sense. Yeah. Like they talk about how his tower is held together by the power of darkness. And you're like, okay, that sounds really metaphysical, but also the tower is right there. Yeah. Like it's a very both it's and there. perspective. Yeah. But yeah, the, th- this ring was cut off his hand by the great, great, great grandsire of one of our main characters. And through a lot of adventures, this ring fell into the hands of a hobbit, mm-hmm. who then gives it to his nephew, <laughs> who is tasked with doing something with it. Yeah. And the whole plot is trying to keep this ring. It's basically a, a universe level game of keep away. Yeah. Um, and they realize, like, 
that this guy whose great grandsire had cut the ring off, he should be king. And if they can get him back to being king and get this ring out of the world, the whole world will be uh, substantially better. And in the sense of like, there will be more goodness than darkness in the world. We got to get on this project. Yeah. Um, That is the basic premise of the Lord of the Rings. Yes. (laughs) You're welcome. It felt very (laughs) weird boiling it down. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, it's, yeah. Don't, yeah, it's hard to boil down the Lord of the Rings because Tolkien did so many things. Yeah. There's so many So many things. May I read another passage? Yes, you may. Do you have any thoughts while I try to find it? I have no thoughts in my head about anything. Um, the ring's really pretty. Oh, the ring is very pretty. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's, there's words that show up on the inside near, like, f- when it touches fire. It's pretty. Okay, this is... We've talked about the Inklings before on this podcast, but I feel like I need to remind our listeners about the Inklings. It was a... a Always. Great. (laughs) Always. Every day. (laughs) I am talking perhaps somewhat more this episode because Rory just had several meetings, (laughs) and this is the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. (laughs) So, it's... I love it to death. (laughs) It's going to be so good. Um, Okay. The Inklings were a group of writers and scholars and other professionals who met in Oxford um, and they would talk about the stuff that they were working on. So Tolkien was a member, C.S. Lewis was a member, um, and it was actually like their group, like they started it. Anyway, there was a guy named Hugo Dyson who the Inklings community (laughs) has very mixed feelings about. I just started laughing. (laughs) (laughs) Hugo Dyson's a bit of an ass, but um, he, he would kind of yell like, not more of those damned elves. Oh. Anytime Tolkien brought something. And I want to read a passage from one of the elf sections just so that we can be angry at Dyson. Yeah. Because um, so much more damn elves. We love them elves. Mm-hmm. All the elves. Okay. There was just a spinoff of elves. So that's actually going to be, it's going to be quite a bit, but mm-hmm. it's going to be from two pages. It's fine. Not all of it, but Galadriel, who is one of the oldest mm-hmm. and most beautiful and wonderful creatures in the world like in all of middle earth asks Gimli the dwarf what he wants as a gift because she has no she's an elf she's like I have no idea what to give a dwarf yeah what do you want (laughs) yes none lady answered Gimli it is enough for me to have seen the lady of the Galadrim and to have heard her gentle words here all ye elves she cried to those about her let none say again that dwarves are grasping and ungracious Yet surely, Gimli, son of Glowen, you desire something I could give. Name it, I bid you. You shall not be the only guest without a gift. There is nothing, Lady Galadriel. Nothing unless it might be. Unless it is permitted to ask to name a single strand of your hair, which surpasses the gold of the earth as the stars surpass the gems of the mine. I do not ask for such a gift, but you commanded me to name my desire. So she plucks out three hairs... And gives them to him. (laughs) And she asks, for none, or she tells him, for none have ever made to me a request so bold and yet so courteous. And how shall I refuse since I have commanded him to speak? But tell me, what would you do with such a gift? Treasure it, lady, in memory of your words to me at our first meeting. And if I ever return to the smithies of my home, it shall be set in imperishable crystal to be an heirloom of my house and a pledge of good between the mountain and the wood until the end of days. I'm going to start crying. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I'm going to make it worse. So in the Silmarillion, three times the elf who forged the Simmerils. The Silmarillion is the history book. We're (laughs) not going to get into it. I just, again, start laughing. Here's the thing. The Silmarillion is real boring, but it has a lot of really good world-building stuff. Surprise. Anyway, in the Silmarillion, the greatest and most powerful elf asked Galadriel for a hair. Mm-hmm. and asked three separate times and she got the sense that he was not good people yeah and refused him because she, he was asking for the wrong reason yeah and when Gimli the dwarf asks her for one hair she plucks out three, three. and in response they're they leave her land and they are going back into the danger And this is Gimli talking to Legolas, an elf from Workwood. Mm -hmm. I have looked the last upon that which was fairest. Henceforward I will call nothing fair unless it be her gift. He put his hand to his breast. Tell me, Legolas, why did I come on this quest? 
Little did I know where the chief peril lay. Truly Elrond spoke, saying that we could not foresee what we might meet upon our road. Torment in the dark was the danger that I feared, and it did not hold me back. But I would not have come had I known the danger of light and joy. Mm. I can't handle this. And Hugo Dyson's like, response uh, is, no, no more elves. No more Hugo Dyson. That is, can <laughs> we just get rid of him? <laughs> just vanish. My first stop with my time machine is to punch Hugo Dyson in the face. <laughs> punch him right in the head. <laughs> surprised you didn't go for head. I was... I have half a mind to punch you in the head. Some people are just utterly combustible. <laughs> Here's a fun story. Uh, they're actually, I actually have read in the company they keep, which is like the more scholarly version of yeah. Snatch. There's someone who suspects that Dyson was like a little bit Hemingway man's man and was just uncomfortable with how much the elves made him feel. <laughs> <laughs> like, he was... They made him too emotional. Yes, like the elves made him too emotional, and so he couldn't handle it. And I'm like, "This is fair. Me too, man. This is the oh oh." oh, I started singing the song that plays in the end credits of Return of the King to myself. Like I'm singing it to myself last night. I got to the. I have to say the words and not sing the melody because otherwise I'll cry again. That's the spoiler. I got to the what can you see? And I'm like, is that a tear on my face? (laughs) I'm going to wash those tears right off of my face. I'm sweating through my eyes. I don't know why I bothered. It's hot in Maui. (laughs) Oh, my. What else about the Eowyn? The Rohirrim. Like, I I just just want what? Shh, shh, shh. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Eowyn. Oh. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I mean, also just those names. Eowyn. Mm. Eomir. Gandalf. So much better at names than C.S. Lewis. <laughs> C.S. Lewis is so bad at names. It's just like, yeah, all right. Peter. <laughs> Bardia. Oh, my God. <laughs> Orwell. <laughs> Nobody knows how to say it. You know what, Jack? <laughs> you know what? The book that you thought was your best, and you couldn't even bother to tell close people how to say the main character's yeah. name. And then Tolkien included pronunciation guides. Ugh. Samwise, Mariadoc, Peregrine, Frodo. Like, all of these They're names. They're all such great names. And the place names, Orthnak, Mirkwood. Oh my god. Rivendell? Like, just... Isengard? Oh my gosh, Isengard. (laughs) Isengard. Rohan? Minas Tirith? Wait, Minas Tirith. That's how you say it. I had to get the accent. The Shire. Oh, the Shire. The Shire. like, And that they call it Farthings. Like, they they just love it all so much. (laughs) Yeah. The thing is, Tolkien built an amazingly beautiful, complex world full of larger-than-life heroes... Mm-hmm. And then told that story through the eyes of the smallest and most insignificant of all of his cre- of all of his peoples, <laughs> and that is what makes Tolkien so great. Is that he really did one of the best like Messiah type stories of yeah. like these are about people going out and saving. Yeah. Also, Aragorn's girlfriend. What of us? <sighs> Her name is Arwen Evenstar. That's what Undamiel translates to as even star. I can't handle the elves. <laughs> I can't <laughs> handle the elves. We have to shout away from the mics, <laughs> but we are shouting. Uh, and the dwarf names, Glowen, Gimli, Thorin, Balin. That's a Balin name. <laughs> Balin. Also, like, he's so good at capturing the sound of things that sound bad. Yeah. Like, you don't have to know what it is to know that a Balrog is bad news. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, a Balrog is nope. not good. I'm good. Kirithungal. Not good. Minas Morgul. Not good. <laughs> a Hobbit? No. <laughs> Hobbits. Hobbits. <laughs> Shadow facts. Actually, surprisingly good. A very good mm-hmm. horse. Yeah. A very good horse. Good horse. And also, uh, Dr. Diana Glyer, shout out. She's going to get a lot of free play in this episode. Hey. 
uh, has said that that is one of the scenes in w- one of the few scenes in which Peter Jackson really captured Tolkien's sense of goodness mm-hmm. is when Shadowfax is running, and I'm like, "Good job, Peter Jackson! You filmed a horse movie." No, <laughs> good, 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 good. Oh, oh, Boromir so and Faramir, the oh. brothers. Faramir oh. got the short end of the stick in the movie, and that is mm-hmm. one of the few things that I'm like, "No, no, no, this was done poorly." Yeah. Although there is a good thing. In Sam's monologue to Frodo, The End of Two Towers, he says, by all rights, we shouldn't even be here, which in context plays like, we're hobbits. We yeah. should not be on the edge of, yeah. a, of a like literal world war. We shouldn't be here. But to the fans, plays as, Frodo and Sam never go to Osgiliath. <laughs> <laughs> like, they uh, don't go here. No. We shouldn't even be here. Uh. Um. Also, The Lord of the Rings is not a metaphor for the nuclear bomb because while it was published right around the time that the bomb was dropped, Tolkien wrote very slowly. Yeah. <laughs> so that has nothing to do with it. Yeah, that's just when it was published. It started like way before. Yeah, it had a lot more to do with World War One. Yeah. And like how much Tolkien hates machines and loves trees. <laughs> My heart. <laughs> I drank too much coffee for this. It's just going <laughs> to... I'm getting an arrhythmia. <laughs> oh my gosh. My heartbeat is like the stallions of Rohan. Very fast. <laughs> so fast. Very intense. Theodred. Shadowfax. <laughs> oh, Theodred. Ring wraiths. I just want to say Ring words. Wraiths. <laughs> Nazgul. And then the swords have names, although that is true. Yeah. Dr. Glyer also, free shout out did say she had to make a list of like dwarves swords yeah. hobbits yeah to help with with getting them all straight they do all sound very different yeah um except for the bad guys which yeah. tolkien is hilarious gave two very very similar names but they had totally different linguistic roots yeah. and so it like didn't occur to him that it would not be great to name his two main baddies sauron yeah. and saruman it's so why <laughs> Also, why would you do that in general? Like, name two very important bad guys the same. Because the, it's but they just have totally just... different linguistic roots. Uh. It'd, be like, <laughs> it'd be like writing a story with a character named Attila and another one named Hitler and being like, I don't see how people could get these mixed up. They're totally different. It is not. <laughs> it's like Attila and Nutilla. <laughs> it is a single letter. <laughs> the worst bad guy in the world. Nutella. <laughs> Attila and Nutella. <laughs> I mean, that kind of is what Saruman's plan. Yeah. <laughs> I do miss this. It's not like Attila and Hitler. <laughs> well, I was thinking like Hitler, but with a British accent, so it's like Hitler. Like Attila and Hitler. And you're like, okay, 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 okay. That's even too much difference, though. You're right. Sauron and, Sauron and Saruman. And Saruman. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That's a letter. But single oh, it's letter. It's spelled differently. Because Sauron is spelled... In like pronunciation. Oh yeah, no, it's no, no. It's like exactly the a same. a single letter. <laughs> it's just an M. Yeah. Keep in mind that Tolkien oh thought God. that they were totally different because they had totally different no. linguistic roots. No. <laughs> they still sound the same. Yeah, well... On the other hand, like, they are very different. Uh huh. But for thinking and like remembering who did what purposes, mm-hmm. they're very similar. Okay, but like also C.S. Lewis named two characters who are wintr- introduced within five pages of each other, Arnim and Argon. I didn't say that was good. <laughs> at least, at least Tolkien was like, well, but they're totally different linguistically. Lewis is just like, I don't, I don't know. know. He's literally uh-huh. okay. I feel like C.S. Lewis names people. By taking a Scrabble board, reaching his hand yeah. into the bag, shaking, shaking it, and, <laughs> and then r- and like dropping the tiles onto the Scrabble board, uh-huh. and whatever sticks, yeah, that's the name. Like it's on the name, he names some people like really deep names. Yeah. Like I'm aware of that. Yeah, but don't at me. Some of them are just Andrew specifically. I know. Don't at me. But a lot of them, it's just like, it's the word for lion. <laughs> I named the lion lion. <laughs> Arnim and Argon. No one would be confused. 
They're two completely different names. And they like show up and talk exactly the same way. Like they're the same age. They they they're on the same side. Like but they're not on the same team. At least Sauron and Saruman, it's like, okay, but they're both bad. Like they both yeah. have armies, they both have towers, yeah. they both are a serious problem. <laughs> they both have towers. They both cause issues for the Shire. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't think given the way that they crumble like given the way spoiler alert the lord of the rings is about good versus evil yes so good wins light yeah now now (laughs) as with any good messiah-esque story there are sacrifices to be made and the specifics of those we will leave off the podcast however only small spoilers here we're not gonna and we're not gonna spoil the big surprise details especially for the yeti we want to see her. We want to see her because yeah. we will be there. The only w- we're being selfish. Yeah, <laughs> the only one that I'm like, yeah, okay, but you kind of see it coming from about a mile away is Eowyn. <laughs> like, yeah. D- yeah. Did anyone not see Eowyn coming? No. Um. Okay. The thing is, I feel like you could get Sauron and Saruman mixed up, or be like, are they the same person? Are they just the same person, like cut in half? Yeah. And you would get pretty far and not be that confused. Yeah, but just for purposes of enjoying the story. Oh, yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. Totally. He's a world builder. Look. Doesn't he want every single person to be like, this is... Like, Some leaves like, look doesn't similar. He- <laughs> <laughs> but they're right next to each other. <laughs> they're not right next like, to each other. You have to cross the river. I'm not saying You location, have to gilly-gallop all the way to Gondor. And responsibility and type of person. They're so close together. <laughs> That you can't name them the same thing. <laughs> it's like <laughs> at least it's, at least Peter Jackson acknowledged it by having Saruman do that monologue. That's like the that's like the roll credits monologue yeah. of the two towers. That's yeah. like the two towers. Orthnak and the other one whose name I'm forgetting. Sorry, what Baradur, Baradur and Orthnak. The power of the two towers of Sauron and Saruman. And I'm like, oh, you want to be like Big Brother. <laughs> the I towers wa- of Jack and Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Jakob Peralberg? <laughs> you can't. No. I want to walk like you, talk I'm like you. <laughs> Just like, what? Okay. You can't do that. <laughs> I feel like. We got to talk some about Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings specifically. Yes. Casting, perfect. Oh my god, excellent! I'm pretty every sure every time I see the dude who plays Samwise Gamgee in anything, I'm like, oh, it's Sam in <laughs> Samwise Gamgee in. <laughs> yeah, starring <I'll> s- <laughs> Samwise Gamgee. The worst is like the whole. I just realized Bob from Stranger Things is Doug from Fifty First Dates, and it's like Samwise Gamgee did not carry Frodo up the side of a volcano <laughs> for you to forget. <laughs> Although knowing Samwise Gamgee, he'd be fine with that. Yeah, which is horrifying. Yeah, Sam. Also, what a name, Samwise Gamgee. Yeah, well, casting, yeah. perfect. Just Chef's kiss. I wasn't dropping no eaves. I promise. Mm. I just that's my uh, favorite. So good. One of my favorites is that the actors who played the elf human couple mm-hmm. uh, insisted on speaking in Elvish almost exclusively in their scenes together mm-hmm. because they were like, but this would be our first language. Yeah. Like we wouldn't speak to each other in the common tongue. And yeah. so like they had Peter Jackson go back and like he agreed with them. Like yeah. they weren't being demanding, but yeah, like no. they went back and changed the lines from English to Elvish because it made more sense yeah. for these two people to speak in their first language to each other and I'm just like nerds (laughs) I love them yeah Viggo (laughs) Morgan would be proud (laughs) oh my god oh he would be so proud he'd be so probably not of the movies he would be upset with how long the battle scenes are but you know what that's okay he'd be upset there weren't more rolling images of trees (laughs) honestly yes he would be furious (laughs) no I was being dead serious (laughs) oh my gosh that they cut the scouring of the shire oh Oh no! <laughs> okay, <laughs> not be happy. I'm kind of glad that Tolkien didn't get to see the Lord of the yeah. Rings, but I am so happy that we have them because they are both good. Oh, yeah. They are both delightful, um, and the casting the casting alone is so perfect that I can just imagine the cast when I'm reading the book, uh-huh. and there is none of that like, oh, but I imagine them. Th- I don't. No, no, I did not. No. 
The only exception no. might be Faramir, but also his scenes feel kind of weak to me, so they don't stick yeah. out as much in my mind. Yeah. Also, Faramir is one of my favorites. Yeah. Um. Oh, here's a fun thing. There's a major scene tone transition every time they cross a river in the movies. Mm-hmm. And that is like filmmaking Excellent. genius. Wow. The lighting and the coloring in those films, yeah. like not just, I almost want to say like color direction. Yeah. Like the, it feels like there was a cinematographer and there was a person in charge just of making color schemes. Yeah. Can that be my job? The, the colorist? <laughs> yeah. You could be a three-color technician, because that's as many as we need for a color scheme. Also, New Zealand's just so pretty. It's so pretty. The decision to make freaking Rohan's aesthetic Celtic, yeah, which was not like necessarily a horse people, but yeah. to go in that direction and like put this beautiful Celtic imagery on horses, I'm like, it. great. I love it so much. They tell no... Wait, what is it? They write no books, but they sing many songs. They do not lie and are therefore not easily lied to. And I'm just like, if I have to be human in Tolkien's Lord of the Rings, I want to be from Rohan. Yeah. If I have to be human. Clop, 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 clop to the top. I do not want to be from Gondor. To the top. I'm sorry. We're going to quote that because that's one of the best things we've ever said. Fun fact. Mm -hmm. um, There are 44 hobbit holes at Hobbiton. I love it. And it feels like the Shire. Like That's it feels perfect. like Oh, it feels like it and they have like gardeners every day, like watering and like it's like it's really that gorgeous. Like it's yeah. beautiful. The plants are all real, like it's all the tree isn't like it's yeah, yeah, yeah. the tree was painted and like Peter Jackson made them change the shade of green. Peter Jackson like did that a lot. <laughs> like slightly. Yeah. <laughs> like painted the whole thing. Anyways, um, it's so pretty. They have like the pub open. Yeah, that's really cool. And we got free butter beer. It was so weird. Cool. We are talking also about how New Zealand has Hobbiton in it, which the movies were filmed in New Zealand. Yay. Yeah. Um, the music is great. Yeah. I wish that there were more themes, but I do like how they play with yeah. each other. Like, I wish the music was more complicated. Right. But I like the way that it interacts enough that I'm okay with it being really simple. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. No, it's nice. And it. It builds. Oh, it builds so well. I mean, there are songs in that that I'm like, I am physically incapable of hearing this song without crying. Into yeah. the West, top oh, yeah. of that list. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, the visual design is just so good. <sighs> the direction is just so good. And I have, like, the, the older I get, I'm in my 20s, but, <laughs> like, like, okay. <laughs> and I think more I mean, like, the more I yeah, spend I time interacting with media yeah. and, like, committed time and the more i spend committed time interacting with without assessing yeah the more i'm like i really like it when movies do differ from the book to some degree yeah because the book will always be there yeah like i enjoy watching the lord of the rings because whenever i watch it i'm delighted and i also miss my favorite scenes from the book yeah. and so i reread the reread yeah. the books or like i'll be reading the books and i'm like I just want to see it. I just want to yeah. see this moment yeah. and then I'll rewatch all 12 hours of the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I said 12, I meant 14. So, yes, closer to 14. It's so good. Oh, it's so good. Maybe it is closer to 12. Yeah, it's closer to 12. All the movies are like 4 hours. Yeah. And all of those hours are worth spending. Oh, 100%. Mhm. Yo. New Zealand's actually that pretty though. I know. Like that's not I mean, yeah, there was editing, but, like... No, they just went there. They filmed in New Zealand. That's the extent to it. Like, it's just all yeah. that pretty. It really is. It's so pretty. And they did <sighs> so many freaking practical effects. Yeah. And so much prosthetic work and so much makeup that, yeah. like, the f effects hold up. Yeah. They came out 15, 16 years ago or something, the last one. And mm -hmm. watching it, it's like, it still looks pretty good. Yeah. Like, it looks good because there aren't just CGI people. They put people yeah. in makeup. Yeah. And it's like, you're an orc now. Also, what a good bad guy name. Orc. My uncle was a mud orc. Ooh. <laughs> New Zealand's quite small. <laughs> yeah. Every <laughs> they got everybody. Involved. No, everybody was in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> everybody was in the Lord of the Rings. Everybody and their uncle. <laughs> hey. Yeah. 
it could not have been better i think i I think it could have been different yeah like there are a lot of things that i I, there are a lot of things i would have done differently and we are talking exclusively about the fellowship of the ring the two towers and the return of the king we are not engaging with the hobbit no because you have to love something to translate it well from book to film and Mm -hmm. that's all i have to say about that yeah legolas is perfect aragorn is perfect saruman is perfect also, how the hell do you get to play Legolas and Will Turner? An excellent question. How do you get to play Gandalf how and hell? Magneto? How the hell? <laughs> this feels <laughs> unjust. How the hell do you get to play Owen and Faye? Arwen. Arwen's. I'm so sorry. Well, okay. There's so many similar names. Okay. I'm so bad at names. You let's, know ke- this. let's keep going down the list. How in the hell oh my do God. you get to play Aomir and Dr. Bones? Uh, how do you get to be in the Lord of the Rings and Lost? How do you get to be Lord of the Rings and the Avenger movies? Oh, and in Thor Ragnarok. Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. Well, Hugo Weaving playing uh. Red Skull and Elrond. Uh-huh. There is a direct Lord all of the these Rings. people and yeah. Avengers. Yeah. Just oh, all of them. Kate Blanchett. Everybody. I don't have the emotional capacity to think about Kate Blanchett no. for too long. She's just too powerful. My head will just explode. Yeah. It'll just. Yeah. I mean, Boromir, they've really got Boromir's big, like, Ugh. big fight scene. Yeah. They got it right. Yeah. I mean, Merry and Pippin, uh, they got kind of shortchanged by the movie a little yeah. bit. But in only in the sense that after you've re- watched the movie and re- read the book, you're like, oh, they kind of got shortchanged. Yeah. There's no sense like watching the movie that you don't want them there yeah. or like that they're underdeveloped. Oh my God, I love them. Which is so good. Like that's incredible. Oh, I love them. <laughs> we are sitting on a field of victory enjoying some well-earned comforts. Elevensis. <laughs> Sopa. Sopa. Wouldn't count Dinner. on a pip. Uh, it comes in points. It comes in points. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. They're so good. Just and just point. it comes in points. <laughs> also, Frodo with his big blue eyes and his big sad mm. smile. I love oh, him Frodo. so much. I love them all so much. I have nothing. I have a lot of critiques, but that's not what this podcast is no. for. Like, this isn't an academic podcast. You know. Also, like, all of them pale in comparison to I love it so much. Yeah. This is so good. What do you have a... F- I I can't narrow down scene like a favorite scene from the Lord of the Rings. Do you? But I can narrow down from each film. Can does that feel like a fair? Yeah. Okay. All right. Your favorite scene from the Fellowship of the Ring. It might be um. Through the river. The the, the we're gonna steal this boat now scene. No, the um. I'm working horseback. very hard to not spoil anything. Oh, horseback. Frodo on horseback. Yep, 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 yep. If you want him, come and claim him. About to die. Yeah. Oh, where Faye. If you want him, come and claim him. Claim him. That's her line. (laughs) (laughs) The one that Stephen Colbert made her reenact, and she did happily because, oh my God, you got to play Arwen. Oh my God. You have to. I heard you're a big Lord of the Rings fan, so I brought my sword. (laughs) (laughs) Just anybody saying that to me, just just bringing any sword. Mm. (laughs) <laughs> not just any sword like I brought you my sword that you could hold I'm like, ah. I'm like I shaking. understand that that sounds like an innuendo but no I want to no. hold your sword. sword that's it no it means what it sounds like it means exactly what it is okay yeah that's a great that's really good mm-hmm. I think my favorite is the scene the scene but specifically the transition from Gandalf on the bridge to like leaving the doorway the way that the music and slow-mo and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like color scheme warps and and right. the way that that scene works yeah, like yeah it's brilliant technically and also it gets me every time yeah. like i can see the technicality but i can't see it that well because yeah. my eyes are full of tears <laughs> <laughs> but it's a little fuggy foggy foggy <laughs> it's a little foggy a little foggy it's so good okay the two towers um, you go first this time. Oh boy, favorite scene in the two towers. 
Smeagol's conversation with Smeagol yeah. at night. Yeah. That's my favorite. Like, there's so many mm-hmm. good scenes, but I can't narrow down any of the Rohirrim scenes down to a scene. Yeah. I'm just like, and then anytime Aomir or Eowyn or Theoden is on yeah. screen. <laughs> um, but it, it's it's close. It's yeah. probably Smeagol. Smeagol talks to Smeagol. Yeah. Or uh, the freeing of Theoden. Like, those, you would have me crawling on all fours like a beast. Yeah. Like, when he says that line and throws Wormtongue down the stairs so that he's on all fours, I'm just Ugh. like, I can love this more. Not less. I can only... I can only... I can, can only, only love this go more. Better. Yeah, this this is brilliant. I think, yeah, th- those two... I, I, it is a four-hour movie that is the best I can do to narrow it down. Yeah. <laughs> also, I love that our scenes are all kind of short. Yeah. Like, that tells you how good the storytelling is, yeah. that it's like, no, 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 this moment. So, a lot of the time, I watch all of them Yeah, together. That, that is the so best way to do it. <laughs> Two Towers is the hardest one for me to pick a favorite mm-hmm. scene from, because I'm like... Oh, same. I'm going to I'm gonna accidentally say one from another movie, It's <laughs> also it's con- right in the middle. <laughs> it's also confusing, because the actual ending of Two Towers... The ending of the Fellowship of the Ring film is the beginning of the Two Towers book. Yeah. So that scene is like in my top three for the whole series. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I have a different favorite scene for each movie versus like top three scenes from the trilogy. Yeah. But part of that is because Tolkien wrote the Lord of the Rings to be one big book. Yeah. And so like that. Yes. Yeah. I can like I can kind of pick like three scenes but i don't know yeah i'm like it's gonna get mixed up i mean mix yeah it's boromir's my favorites are boromir's big scene yeah um eowyn's big scene the really big one Mm -hmm. and uh sam's i can't carry it for you scene yeah that one always always forever those are just like just right in the chest oh but your favorite two towers scene no, my favorite from the last one is the battle. Pelinor? Hmm? The Pelinor or the one at the gate? One at the gate. That's excellent. It also has one of the best monologues ever committed to film. Yeah. But yeah. I just love severed heads. Oh, severed heads also good. <laughs> I just love the severed heads. <laughs> yeah. Um, um. Let's see. While you're thinking of your two towers, I'm going to try to think of my Return of the King. Another one of my general favorites uh Gandalf and Balrog. Oh, yeah. That 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 is absolutely epic. Um Pip Mary in the Trees. Oh, Pip Mary in the Trees. I was <laughs> thinking Mary that was where trees. you were going to go. Pip Mary in the Trees. Pip Mary in the Forest. <laughs> in the Forest with so the Forest great. hanging with the Forest. <laughs> Pip Mary in the Trees. Yeah, that okay. That's that's an excellent. Yeah. I think I think my favorite return of the king scene mm-hmm. is Denethor Faramir mm-hmm. the whole uh, Pippin <laughs> stopping Gandalf in the middle of Gandalf's project to be like Denethor right. has lost his mind right right, right. <laughs> like uh, that is nothing keeps you grounded like Pippin Mary <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> they, they keep the they sweat the little things they do they <laughs> really do sweat the small stuff I mean after the first big mist- after the <laughs> after the first big time Pippin didn't yeah namely uh Fool of a toque, throw yourself in next time and rid us of your stupidity. Yeah. That is also such a good line. Yeah. Yeti, get on this. <laughs> I think she's sick of me saying Lord of the Rings is so good. That's too bad. <laughs> too that, well, that's too damn bad. Grandpa, I'm tired of digging holes. holes. You <laughs> know what? You know where you can't dig holes? In the plot of the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dang, oh, dang, oh, dang. Oh, no. That's too damn bad. <laughs> It's too damn bad. Oh. I'm tired of digging holes, Grandpa. Yeah, yeah. My favorite scenes in The Lord of the Rings are not my favorite scenes in each film because I feel like those are asking two different questions. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. All of the characters are good. I wish there were more girls, but the girls really do hold their own. Yeah. You can't have a perfect anything, okay? Yeah. But it's so and I, like I'm just scared that if there are more, then some of them are going to be useless. Yeah, and I can't do that. I can't do that. <laughs> I'm like, no. And Rosie Cotton really does show up. Yeah. In, in in Return of the King, I mean, Rosie Cotton comes through. Yes. And also, hey. the idea of Rosie Cotton comes through several times, and that's really good. 
They're so good. Everyone's so good. Every time I think about them, I want to watch them. Yeah, and that that really <laughs> is a huge testament yeah. that like anytime you once you've seen Lord of the Rings, if you're one of the people excuse me, people who like it. Yeah. Like once you've seen it, you're like, thinking about this makes me want to spend twelve hours of my life. Yes. Uh, this is one of the stories that is very rewarding the more that you dive into it and the more you spend time with it. <laughs> so much. <laughs> At the same time, like, as long as you spend just enough energy to follow the names, yeah. like, to kind of follow what's going on, this story is also pleasant to just be in and watch. Like, you can just yeah. enjoy it. But if you dive into it and, like, really spend time with it, it will reward you. And I love stories where it's like, you're allowed to love this pretty close to wholeheartedly. Yeah. Um, and love it for what it is. Yeah. Which is a story of good versus evil. Although Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings has a very different... Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings is a question of whether good... Of whether great people will do the right thing. Yeah. And Tolkien's Lord of the Rings is about how good people Become are great. more important than great people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like how all the great people are like, yeah... Um, pretty much everything is hanging on the balance of whether this good, stable person <laughs> will remain good and stable. <laughs> like, everything uh. comes down to him. <laughs> Knowing the actual lyrics for that song, that was disturbing. Well, I'm thinking of like the a diversion yeah. <laughs> scene. Like that's yeah. what boils down to. Yeah. No, but yeah, and it's like Star Wars for me in the fact that like it's mm-hmm. my childhood. Oh my gosh! Since my yeah. mom is a big nerd, like it is like yeah, Harry Potter, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings are things I grew up watching. Yeah, like I started when I was two, and I just kept going. Yeah, I started Lord of the Rings when I was nine, and mm-hmm. I read the entire book on a road trip in like two days. Mm-hmm. The t- the entire fellowship, mm-hmm. and so what's r- Star Wars and Narnia are my childhood. Yeah. Lord of the Rings is my adolescence. Yeah. Like Lord of the Rings is that low. How do I put this? Narnia and Star Wars feel like the home you go back to. Yeah. The Lord of the Rings is the North Star. Yeah. Of like, this is the thing that is always there. And yeah. like in all of my wanderings. Yeah. Um, and it, in all of my wanderings as a storyteller, I'm like, but ultimately the kinds of stories I want to tell are the kinds of stories where the good guys do the right thing yeah and the bad guys are die bad <laughs> die i i, I don't away. i don't mind complicated characters but i really do yeah. enjoy a few stories where it's like no this one's yeah. just bad we yeah, can just this hate this one just bad sometimes i just need to hate a thing and not feel conflicted <laughs> well because the world has genuinely evil things in it uh-huh. and it is good practice as c.s lewis would say to learn how to hate genuinely evil things and it's easier to learn those things on bad wizards than it is on bad politicians and also i'm often conflicted i don't need more yeah <laughs> sometimes i don't want to be conflicted about hating a bad guy <laughs> sometimes <It's> <laughs> yeah if it sounds like sauron or saruman <laughs> you can hate it Denethor. Yeah, we could talk about the Lord of the Rings for another 45 minutes. So at this point, I think we have to transition. Yes. But there is one last thing I need to mention. Hmm. John Cozart's Lord of the Rings in a minute. Just we need to talk. Yeah. Like we just need to say it exists. It's epicness, Lord of the The Rings. rings. It really is great. Yeah. Um, Don't worry about it until after you've seen it because it... You won't understand it. The miracle of his <laughs> of it is how thorough it is. Yeah. It's not that interesting if you haven't seen it, but The Lord of the Rings, but it is it is yeah. quite good. Wreck of the Week time. I understand that normally you would ask that question, given that I did the credits, but we do just gotta get yeah. into the next. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, we'll be here till midnight talking about... Well, yeah, I was about just about to ask, but you had the one more thing. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, Wreck of the Week. Um, Firebringer. Ooh, yes, I've heard of that. Tell yeah. me more. It's a musical by Starkid. It's um, explicit, not in nudity, but in uh, words. Uh, words. <laughs> but in words. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's great. Lauren Lopez is in it. It's very funny. Um, yeah, I enjoy it. It's Starkid, and you can find it on YouTube. Just search up Firebringer. It'll probably pop up the first thing. Yeah, it's it's just there's some really 
good music and there's also some really ridiculous music and great harmonies so it's excellent yeah so thinking about things that reward you the more time you spend with them mm-hmm. um i want to wreck something a book series specifically we've done one of the books on the podcast but i don't think we're going to do the other ones so hmm. the other two uh but i want to recommend the gilead trilogy mm-hmm. lila and home and gilead right and like specifically all three because they do really, really reward you spending time with each of them individually, but also like reading all three. Mm-hmm. Having read Lila and then rereading Gilead, I was like, oh boy, this reads very differently. <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear, oh dear um, but it all fits together so well that it's like, I don't have to. Yeah. You certainly don't have to. And you can start with whichever one. You can start with whichever one is available at your local thrift store, because yeah. I guarantee you one, one of, of them, them is. is. <laughs> <laughs> um, so start with, with whichever one you can pick up. But I got assigned all three in grad school hey. for totally different reasons in absolutely different topic classes. I love it. And uh, I could not be happier that yeah. I have spent time in Marilyn Robinson's world, which mm-hmm. is... In a very different way, just as thorough as J.R.R. Tolkien's. That is all I have to say about that. I have a thought before we go. Mm. It's a sad thought. When I go to college, I won't have the Lord of the Rings. Like, I'll have to go get it, but I won't know until I want to watch it. And it'll probably be at, like, I don't know, 12. And I'll be so insanely upset can i tell you a secret not sad thought that will change everything Hmm. the podcast doesn't get to know but you do Hmm. very briefly it's not home until there's the lord of the rings i am strongly debating whether or not to get a second lord of the rings tattoo it's fair i i don't know what it would be yeah but there is so much there and my God. Yeah. So good. Roll credits. Our theme song is Downtown Love by Reese from his EP, It's Okay to Be Sad. This podcast is produced and edited by me. Both Rory and I do pre-production by reading and watching and listening to specifically The Lord of the Rings. If you're enjoying the show, leave us a review on iTunes and or become a supporter on Patreon. Why not? Follow along on Instagram and Twitter. Our handle is at spoilers underscore ahead underscore. And we would genuinely love to hear from you. You can make fun of me all you want, but it's your turn next week. I wasn't making fun of you. I was just next trying episode. to see how it's much I remember. It's not been weekly in so long. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> bye. Bye. <laughs> Take them hobbits to Isengard. I have looked last on that, which is fairest. They're taking your hobbits to Isengard. Guard, guard, guard. Ha!